Welcome to the SCLD podcast, where we talk about all the things you can do and find at the library. Hello, I'm Erin Dodge, the Communication Specialist with Spokane County Library District. Here with me today are special guests from the Spokane Regional Transportation Council. I almost said coalition, but it's council. <laughs> we have Savannah Hayward, uh, Communications and Public Relations Director, Coordinator, Coordinator. And um, Michael Redlinger, who is, I'm going to get this one right because I'm looking, Associate Transportation Planner. And uh, thank you for being here today. Yeah. And we're here to talk about something pretty cool, and I'm going to let you guys talk about it. Um, so share, share with us a little bit about what the council is and your roles there and um, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much for having us. You're um, welcome, and thank you. Yes, yeah, so um, I am, again, like you said, the Communications and Public Relations Coordinator, okay. and I'm pretty new th- to the position. I am about two and a half months in Okay. I'm a recent grad from Whitworth, so this is my first big girl job, as I like to say. Fun. Um, But my job is essentially because we are a government agency, I'm helping do and lead the outreach efforts. Um, So continuing to educate the public about who we are. There's a lot of public comment periods that we have. Um, many different projects, which Mike will, Michael will kind of get more into okay. um, the nitty gritty here in a second. But um, I kind of help put out those efforts, engage yes. the public, invite them to make comments, um, ask questions, um, and participate in a variety of different ways and really support the planners as they do really important work for our community. Wonderful. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's, it is an important job to get the word out there and get people familiar with what's yeah. going on. So yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and I'm uh, as you mentioned, an associate transportation planner, uh, and we do a lot of projects. So the the ones that I work on typically involve GIS or spatial analysis, cartography, oh, do cool. some work with active transportation, and also equity planning, which is what I'm here to talk to you about today. Um, and as Savannah mentioned, the agency is a collaborative, and in that sense, it's made up of governments and jurisdictions holding authority throughout the county. So the city of Spokane, the city of Spokane Valley, as well as STA and, and other partners from throughout the region. Our planning area is limited to Spokane County, okay. um, but our board of directors is made up of elected officials from all of those jurisdictions. So what we as staff do is help get the word out, perform analysis, help write plans, and provide advice to the board who then votes on those important decisions. It's part of a structure called an MPO, which okay. is federally mandated for all big metro areas around the country. Yeah, I saw, I read something like, uh, if you have over 50,000 people in your area, you have to have a MPO, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think the idea is that the big decisions like the distribution of state and federal dollars should go through a representative and democratic process. And so we work as sort of the analysts and planners to help advise that process, but ultimately it's the elected officials and representatives who vote. Right. And the elected officials, I mean, they, they're probably not transportation planners, no. <laughs> right? So no. your expertise and your colleagues' expertise are going to help them make those decisions on how to spend that money. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and another important element, too, of that is that we have committees. Um, okay. So we have 
two committees. One is the Transportation Technical Committee. Okay. So those are other engineering transportation professionals that um, really get into the nitty gritty of plans. Yeah. And then there's the TAC, which is the Transportation Advisory Committee, and that's our Citizens Committee. So okay. everyday um, people can be on that committee. And so those committees don't have voting powers, but they have recommendation powers. I see. I see. So they get items before the board do and um, vote to say, yes, we would recommend that you approve this or we would recommend that you do not approve this. And so, um, like Michael said, it's a really democratic process because there are millions of dollars that are being used for transportation and um, really important decisions that are being made that our generation might not even necessarily see. So, like, for example, the um, North Spokane north south corridor um, yeah. that was made by transportation planners a long long time ago yes. and now we are having the effects and right. dealing with the consequences of those decisions now so right um yeah it's a really in-depth and nitty-gritty process but again it's really important um for our community and then we're, we're here today to talk about the ta- transportation equity working group mm-hmm. that's a mouthful mm-hmm. um how did it come about and and what is it and what are they gonna do Sure, I can talk a little bit about that. Um, so right Excuse off the me, bat, where the equity working group fits in is they provide advice directly to us as staff and how that we're on how we're conducting plans and going about our business, how we're engaging in public outreach. Are we really reaching those um, harder to reach communities in our area? Um, they can make a difference really by advising us and uh, providing direct input, which we can then discuss with the board. In our recommendations, for example, um, as mo- well motivated as we are as staff, we're a pretty small staff. Okay, there are about ten of us at the at SRTC, uh, and it's really important for us to have mechanisms like the TAC that Savannah mentioned and the Equity Working Group that we're founding starting uh, in January to help us be maximally informed as to what's really going on in our community, what projects are really going to be impactful and helpful and what is wise investment. Because like she mentioned, that will reverberate for decades down the line. Yeah. The investments that we're voting on and deciding on now will be implemented in the a few years. The children today are going to exactly. feel the effects of those. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so you really want that to be really well thought out and have all the voices at the table. Um, and, and in particular, their equity working group is focused on making sure that we have our attention on those historically marginalized and excluded voices okay. in our planning area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and That's so great. and that includes BIPOC and Hispanic, low income, people with disabilities, um, rural and urban populations. So people that don't have transportation um, as easily accessible. Um, yeah. But also this group will be um, welcome and open to everybody okay. um, who wants to participate. But again, it's another avenue where we are inviting everybody to the table to hear their voice and to share their real world experience. Um, and yeah, help contribute again to really important decisions. And it's also really great because since we're still in the um, starting phases of this, um, the group can really be what they, the members want to make it. Sure, um, We're looking to have about eight to 12 members, but we certainly won't cap um, okay. the amount of members that we have. And uh, really there's no rigorous um, particip- or form, what's the word? 
like onboarding. application. Yeah, yeah, there's no rigorous onboarding or application okay. process. Um, we really will be accepting everybody I've, unless there's a huge red flag. And I feel like I took a peek and it was it, the form was fairly simple. Yeah, there didn't seem to be any big hurdles of tell us about your experience with transportation. It's like, mm. you know, if you use transportation or you've had transportation issues and you are passionate about it, you can yep. fill out the form and become part of the committee potentially. Yeah. And, and like there's not needing any to be any prior knowledge about our organization or about these really okay. nitty gritty transportation processes. Like you said, um, just to have a passion to share your voice on transportation and, um, you know, help make that impact in your community is all that's really required. Um, Perfect. And, yeah. I think also the, the way that it came about, it came from um, an equity framework is also um, yeah. important as well. Yeah. It came from our... The latest issue of Engage is here. Inside, you'll find programs and resources for all ages and a wide variety of interests. Explore creative topics that spark the imagination. Find programs for health and wellness, financial education, gardening, and more. Hear from best-selling authors. Bring young children to weekly story times. See our STEM programs for kids. Discover digital resources that can help you pick up a new hobby and explore topics for personal and professional growth. Pick up your copy of Engage at any of our libraries or flip through the digital version today on our website at scld.org. Yeah, it came from our, our equity planning framework, which was developed in 2022. Okay. And essentially, we gathered members of our committees and our board and, and hu- sort of did a, a agency-wide huddle okay. on <laughs> um, what we're doing as far as equity planning goes and what we should be doing or what we could be doing. You know, a lot went into that process. We looked at materials from other agencies around the country, had guest speakers from other MPOs, um, from far and wide and and also heard from two of our historically overburdened neighborhoods, uh, had neighborhood council speakers come. And ultimately, we had um, folks brainstorm and vote on what they thought were some of the main improvements that we could make as an agency in that area. And one of the big ones that stood out was forming an equity working group to really focus on how we're engaging in equity planning and, and again, okay. public outreach and those elements that we mentioned. Um, and so that equity working group then this year we've been putting it together and sort of drafting. Okay, how does this fit how's into the agency? Work and how's it yeah, work? what is the what you know? How does onboarding look like? And all of those individual questions. And we're really excited to be at this point um, distributing flyers and engaging in outreach to try and get people Fly on board. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a QR code. You scan it, and it takes you to that page, and you can um, learn more. And then I know there's a. Either you click through or there's a form right on that page. I forget. But there's a yeah. link to the participation form Perfect. right on the page that the QR code takes you to. Perfect. And you can also go to just srtc.org, our main website. And Savannah has put it on the sort of news banner that's on the main page. Great. So you can click from there as well. Perfect. And of course, if you have any questions, anybody watching, um, you can also reach out to us. Uh, we have a contact email that's readily available. And we're going to put all that information too in the description for the podcast. So folks who are looking to go to that web page or give you a call or email you that'll just mm-hmm. it'll be in the description look below yeah. <laughs> perfect yeah and we're really like willing and eager to like have conversations with people answer questions um 
yeah, just dive into like, what are your thoughts? Maybe what are your um, concerns or fears about joining a group? Like what might be holding you back? And again, the the group is really what the members are going to be making it. So we um, will be putting things into places to protect the people's identities, especially because we're asking that um, vulnerable populations share their voice. So okay. for example, we'll type up meeting notes, but what individuals say will be kept anonymous. Okay, um, right. So there will be different things put in place to make sure that everybody feels comfortable. Um, Are the meetings going to be in person or online or how? It's a good question. So there'll be a hybrid format, which okay. essentially means that folks who want to attend and, and discuss in person are welcome to do so. And certainly we'll have space to do that. Okay. But if somebody wants to participate, but they're juggling their job and their family, sure. and it's a lot easier for them to call in on the phone or just pop up a Zoom meeting on their laptop, that's also welcome. So I think that Initially, once we know who our participants are, yes. we'll probably scope when's the best time and day to meet based on when folks are available and right. do the best for the most. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we're envisioning a hybrid meeting format. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and we really helpful. want to meet people where they are at, at again. Yes. Um, we want as many participants as possible, and we want to make it as easy as yeah. possible. For example, if someone is a rural participant that doesn't have good transportation, mm -hmm. we want to hear their voice, right? Exactly. But we don't want to have right. to make them come to an in-person meeting if they can't make exactly. that happen. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I guess also um, circling back to what the group will kind of be focusing on, yes. we do have a charter document on that our website as well. And so um, in that uh, initial frame equity framework um, – that everybody was voting on, there um, came to be a list of different topics that um, the group can focus on. And again, that provides a general framework, but the group will kind of pick and choose I see. Um, what they want. Yeah. It's, I, I, if I, if, if I was to apply and come out, I don't really know much about transportation. I've, I've ridden the bus, STA bus, and I kind of, you know, I drive the freeways mm -hmm. <laughs> and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I would, I would love a framework personally, because if it's just wide open, I'd be like, I don't know, what do you guys want to talk yeah. about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, we have some initial topics that we know people Wonderful. can provide an immediate impact on. And then as people become more and more comfortable with the agency, because we admit we're a bit in the weeds of government, like a lot of people may not have heard with the, that we exist or what an MPO is. Right. But right. once you become familiarized with what we're doing, folks may have ideas for, hey, we would like to take a look at this. Um. There are a lot of insights that folks could provide ranging from, you know, how we're engaging in public participation. Yeah. When we look at projects, you know, it's a competitive mm -hmm. process. We're, we're typically sent a lot of projects for, say, our, our unified list is one example. We have a unified list of regional transportation priorities. Okay. And all of those projects are scored in different values, like their economic impact. Um, what does that look like for quality of life? What okay. does that look like for safety? And so it's a whole process, data-driven process, and one of those pieces is equity. And so, for example, as this develops, we have potential to inform how we look at projects for their equity impacts and what is yeah. really making a difference. Um, and that document's really important because it goes to um, our federal and state government officials who are deciding, oh, we want to give you money for this project. Right. Um, so that's a really, you know, the, having a project on that list is a big deal, um, sure. especially because it shows, shows um, that different jurisdictions all are on the same page about caring about this project. Right. Um, and and for folks who kind of are maybe unfamiliar with the term equity, 
I know it can be kind of sometimes a little bit hard to to define, or, or maybe it's not. Maybe you have a, a definition to share with mm-hmm. folks. Um, I, I think of a comic that I've seen where it talks about like equality versus equity. And there's this little comic where there's three people trying to look over a fence mm-hmm. and one is a small child and one is a very tall person and one's like a medium sized person. And it was like equality is like they'd all get the same step stool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then equity is where like the small child would actually get double so he can actually see over the fence the medium tall person would get one because and then the tall person can see over the fence just fine so they don't need any (laughs) so sort of that equity is basically does this sound right getting everybody able to have the access to the same Mm -hmm. thing whatever that means to get them that access yeah i think that's perfect visual okay (laughs) yes exactly you know maybe maybe we'll find it and we'll put it up on yeah (laughs) our director um of the library i think has that on his wall i think that's where i saw it and he he talks about equity quite a bit you Mm know libraries are equitable spaces as well so absolutely good partnership here yes yes All right. Um, let's see. So how they can participate. We talked about they can um, scan the QR code, go to the website, give a call, email, fill out that form. Mm-hmm. So that's how to, to get to participate. Um, anything else you want to share about why this group is important? And, you know, yeah. Sure. About that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like many communities are across this country, even though Spokane is up in the far Northwest, we do have a history of some inequitable community development and planning practices. Um, there were er- neighborhoods and, and other areas throughout the county where informally or through social contract or through a developer's agreement, yes. people of color were not welcome for a very long time. Right. And and spaces that um, were informally or formally segregated. Yes. You know, and, and we've also seen a lot of inequitable planning over the decades. For example, when I-90 was built through town. At that time, East Central Spokane was the most diverse neighborhood in the whole region. And the I-90 pathway was built on land use acquisition based on what what was the cheapest land, which was informed by redlining. And so, of course, I-90 cuts right through East Central and divides most of the residences from its commercial core on Sprague and and ultimately creates this domino effect of... Um, challenges for that area. Just get to give one example, because there's other examples in Hilliard and throughout the whole region. Yes. Um, and so again, these investments, if you if you do something inequitable or if you do something badly, let's say, you live with that for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we've also been branded as a sort of non-diverse urban area at a national level where they say, you know, oh, it's Spokane. And that right. sort of obfuscates the truth where we have a wide variety of communities who are non-white or non-English speaking in our area who maybe don't rise or jump out on the paper in terms of the numbers, but collectively it's a huge chunk of our community and an integral part of our community that we really want to make sure are included because they've been underrepresented in governance. Um, Again, demographically as a whole, we're also a much lower income region than the West side of the state. When people think of one... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. When people think of Washington, they think of Seattle. Yes. And and not to speak ill of Seattle, it's a great place. I enjoy visiting. But um Spokane is just fundamentally a, a different space. And yeah. and you know, it wasn't but a few years ago that Sean Vestal and the spokesman was reporting on Census Bureau data that nine nine two oh one, one of the zip codes in central Spokane, was the lowest zip code in the Northwest. 
Um, and those numbers jump around a bit depending on the survey or the census sure. that goes out. But the bigger picture is pretty clear there that when we talk about equity and we talk about low-income residents, that's not really something that's far away. That's a huge – that's us. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> that's our community. Um, well, and, it, and I – in our quest to inspire the next generation of scientists, engineers, and innovators, the library offers a wide range of programs and resources on science, technology, engineering, and math, together referred to as STEM. For young explorers, our STEM programs ignite imagination and hands-on learning. Did you know you can design your own video game, code a robot, create a marble roller coaster, or try out exciting science experiments? Together, we make STEM fun. Your library also has STEM resources you can explore at home. You can check out books on great STEM topics and borrow cool stuff, like telescopes and exploration kits from our library of things. Unleash your creativity, foster innovation, and explore all that Spokane County Library District has to offer. We invite you to visit one of our libraries today. Well, and, it, and I believe I read, and so this doesn't have to do with um, transportation necessarily, but Spokane is the second largest city in the state. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, the on the west side, there's a, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you mm-hmm. know, and they're, so in terms of population, um, we're, we're a big deal over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the county as a well whole is, is yeah. got a lot of folks in it. It really does. And I'm not here to say that the equity working group can fix all of our sure. systemic yeah. problems, um, but you know, if only. But <laughs> but you got to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And technically and practically, it's crucial for us to have that better understanding so that we can make informed decisions on, uh, especially as they pertain to the perspectives of our historically excluded communities here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the that there's that opportunity to be thoughtful, purposeful, and think of everybody mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. And, so. and I think too, like, I mean, before I took this job, I would have, would have never thought that I was going to be working in transportation, but transportation is so vitally important yes. to everyday functioning. And so while you might, might, while some people might be like, oh, what's the correlation between transportation and equity? Like, why would that, right. like, you know, why are those two things coming together? Well, without transportation, there are so many other vital everyday needs that you can't have access to. If you can't get transportation, you can't go to the grocery store. Right. Um, get to the doctors. Get to the doctor. So get can't get to a job. Um, yeah. Th- so it really is a crucial and vital part of our community that we want to make um, the best as possible for everybody who lives in Spokane. Exactly. Exactly. That's wonderful. You guys are doing great work. It sounds amazing. I'm so, um, I'm kind of excited for this equity working group. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, do I have time? Do I yeah. have time? <laughs> yeah, we're excited too. We're really excited to see where it goes because the possibilities truly are like endless because there are so many different individuals who we know have great things to contribute and unique experiences um, and unique worldviews that they can add. And I, I think um, there are a lot of folks in the Spokane region that are civic minded and they mostly think of like, let's get out to vote and let's hope they think of civics mm-hmm. that way. But I think that this equity working group could kind of fulfill that need to, to be a part of civics. And this, because like you're saying, it's the elected officials that are the board that are mm-hmm. making decisions on where the money spent, but spent, but 
it's these folks and your your tack that are telling them, no, we think this is where the money should be spent. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. That that's really is democracy yeah. happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Anything else you want to share before we before we end today's podcast? Oh, I would just say for folks who are listening or watching, if this is a topic that is of interest to you, um, if you have a perspective of, from one of our historically marginalized or excluded communities, or if um, your friends, family, or or your past work experience, whatever you think you can bring to the table, if this is a topic that's of interest to you, don't hesitate to reach out because yeah. we're always happy to answer questions and provide more information. Um, you can pick up a flyer, either download it from our website, or of course, come to the Spokane Valley Library or the Spokane County Library District where they'll yeah. be available. Mm-hmm. Um, and and thanks for watching. And, and again, yeah. have a good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those nitty, nitty, nitty gritty details again is that the goal of the group is to convene in January 2024. Okay. Yes. It'll be a hybrid format and the, they will be bi-monthly meetings and the time will be determined by the group. So again, what works for the members um, and all are welcome to join. And um, you can email us at contact.srtc at srtc.org or you can call, call us at 509-343-6370. And again, we would love to chat with you um, about this work. And your uh, email, or not email, sorry, uh, your website address is um, srtc.org. And from the news, you can get to the group. Yeah, there's a little banner on the front page that Wonderful. you can click it from. Or the very long um, end tag of the URL is dash title dash vi dash ej dash ADA. But, yeah. but it's easier to scan the QR yeah, code. It's just look in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just go to the main page and click from there or Perfect. scan the QR code. Um, I deal with that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We got yeah. lots of stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Thank you both for being here. Uh, really appreciate all you're doing and, um, and for you being here today. And thank you for watching or listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed today's topic and want to be notified of upcoming episodes, please like and subscribe. To learn more about Spokane County Library District, our programs, resources, and services, you can go to scld.org.